A roundabout offers the chance to choose a destination. How fast or slow, how cautiously or bravely you approach it. A roundabout provides its user opportunity, danger, but ultimately choice, much like life. Roundabout is a podcast about life, love, journeys, success and failure. Mostly a celebration of living life and making the most of opportunity. Well, g'day roundabouters and welcome back to the Roundabout podcast, uh, Roundabout Gratitude Road. Um, probably been four or five weeks since we've recorded, uh, things have been busy, so uh, yeah, been enjoying um, time doing other things, um, but have really missed uh, the podcast um, sort of chats I've had over the last sort of 12 months or so, so look, really, really happy to be back. Um, can I just do a quick shout out to all of you who have been sort of sending messages and um, through just saying, hey, what's going on? When's the new podcast coming out? Um, look, it, it absolutely hasn't been through one of trying. Just, uh, yeah, you know, things have been busy. So um, we'll hopefully get uh, quite a few sort of back-to-backs going uh, over the next month or two, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, on that topic of really looking forward to, um, today's guest, is, we're going to have a great chat. Um, he's somebody that I've known for a few years, um, watched him uh, dominate on the basketball court, uh, we've come across one another in a workspace as well a few times. So, um, yeah, I'll quit rabbiting on and I'll throw to my uh, guest here. Welcome, Mr. Calvin Henry. Uh, g'day, Cal. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Roundabout Podcast, A Gratitude Road. Mate, thanks for joining me today. Um, we're on the eve of the Mildura Heat. First home seat game for the year, home uh, home game season. I'll get that out, um, which I'm super excited about. Um, you looking forward to being back at the hot house? Oh, always happy to be back at the hot house. Like I've always said, we have the best crowd in the uh, Big V, I believe. And yeah. you know, the Mildura community always comes out to support us. So I'm always looking forward to seeing all the faces back in the crowd and you know, putting on a good show for them. Yeah, you're right, mate. The um, I've been going to watch basketball in, in that stadium for a very long time, and um, yeah, the the crowd has been good. Like the, I've been back watching a lot, probably the last five years. Pretty much, it's always full, isn't it? Yeah, oh, we always pack it out. It seems like at least you know by the second quarter, it seems like it's always packed, and yeah. you know it's always loud, which is key. Yeah, um, I know the opponents love coming up here to play because they actually get to play in front of a crowd. So yeah. Yeah, it's definitely credit to the community always supporting us. Yep, I uh, agree, mate. Um, hey, just quickly, if we can touch on the weekend. So the weekend just gone, first round of the Big V season yep. um, for the men's team. So just talk me through that. What's your what's your take from the weekend? Um, yeah, I think Saturday night against Mornington, we played exactly how we wanted to play. Yep. I want to say we played perfect, but, you know, it, we probably couldn't of shot the ball any better than we did. Yeah. And um, that's something that we worked on a lot in preseason, being able to get up and down the court quick, uh, pass the ball to each other. I think we yeah. had 26 or 28 assists as a team. Oh, that's cool. Which is probably the most I've seen on that stat sheet in, since I've been here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were able to get a lot of people through the game and a lot of people were able to come in the game and have impactful minutes. So I think Saturday was how we want to play. Yeah. And I think Sunday was exactly how we don't want to play. Yeah. <laughs> so the I think, yin and yang. Yeah. So I think yeah. for the for the first round we got a taste of both. Okay. Which I do think is a good thing. Cause um yeah, now we have something to work on and something yeah. to learn and and we know what points we need to definitely clean up on the mm-hmm. defensive end. Yeah. 
Cool. Oh, look, I think one and one, mate, as we said before we started recording, it's probably a really good start, I think. Um, you see the, you know, the, uh, the good and the bad out of both. So, yeah, you know what to work on. Um, mate, if we can go back to the start. Um, so for those that don't know, where were you born? I was actually born in Brooklyn, New York oh, yeah. in 1986. Yep. There's my hand up saying, I did not know that. <laughs> um, Brooklyn, New York. Wow. Yeah. And then, yeah. So how did you, so born there, how many, how long did you live in Brooklyn? I lived there till about 1996. So when my father passed away, uh-huh. we decided to move down to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Cause my grandparents had already relocated down there. Okay. So yeah, we decided to yep. follow them and, um, yeah. So how there. old when you moved were you? I was about 10. Okay. Yeah. Yep. About 10 years old. So you had 10 years living in Brooklyn. So. Yep. <laughs> what was that? I mean, my whole research didn't tell me that, so I fired the research out, which is me. Um, what was like life like in Brooklyn uh, as a kid? From what I remember, you know, it was you know it was just normal life. Uh, obviously, yeah. you see a few things that you remember, mm. um, you know, a few bad things, but for mm. the most part, um, you know, it was, it was really good. Um, a lot of different people yeah. that I can remember. Mm. Um, I remember our, my school was right across the street. So walking to, uh, to school at an cool. early age. Yeah. Um, you know, walking to pick my sister up, I remember as well. Um, I mm. remember, you know, shaved ice machines, like a big block of ice on the corner yeah. and them shaving the ice down. I remember myself getting those. Yeah. 25 cent chicken wings from the Chinese store. Wow. <laughs> so I remember a lot, a lot of little <laughs> different things like that. That's, um, but, that's good memories yeah. though. Sorry. Good memories though. Yeah. It was that all stuff. good memories. Um, yeah, so I, I can't really say it was too negative or too bad. Yep. Um, when you were talking, and this is going to sound such a Australian thing to say, but I was just thinking Sesame Street, like you know, they had that, <laughs> those stone houses and over the road, the school. That is exactly how my building was. It's, yeah. I think we had six floors and it was a big high-rise building. Yeah. Um, on Schenectady Avenue, which I think they've renamed the street now, actually, yeah. but okay. um, between Schenectady and Flatbush. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it's exactly like that big yeah. high-rise building. Yeah. I love New York. It's my favorite favorite place, um, in the world, I reckon, other than. Mildura, of course. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, mate, what's your first memory of life? Like, what if right Oof. back as deep as long as you can go? Uh, it has to do with cars. Yeah. I think uh, my mother used to tell me I used to chase cars up and down the street for really? some odd reason. Yeah. But it was definitely cars. I, for some odd reason, I had a love of cars when I was little. Yeah. You know, the big Cadillacs. I, yeah. Um, my father had... A big white one, and yep. I remember a Nissan Altima, which I don't remember where that's from. Well, I remember that as well. So um, that's probably my 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 first memories, yeah, just with my my mother and father. Yeah, cool. Um, and just I'm gonna keep um, rabbiting on while I get back to my questions because I just lost them. Um, so you relocated to Florida around that ten, age ten. Um, was life really different down there compared to? Uh, yeah, it was really different, mainly because I was probably going through a tough time with the loss of my father and yeah, learning how to sure. deal with that at an early age. Not and easy. Obviously, um, my mom was doing her best to, you know, make yeah. sure everything was okay. So, uh-huh. and I think she did a wonderful job at that. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. probably a time where, you know, I was not lost, but just going through a few things. But mm-hmm. that's actually the year I started to play basketball. So wow. it kind of, you know, Kind of my dad's death kind of pushed me towards that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I didn't play as a child at really? all. I didn't start to play until year six. Wow. 
So any sports or anything in prior to no? Nope. No. No. Just chasing cars. Yeah, chasing cars <laughs> and watching wrestling. Yeah. I remember watching the NBA finals. I think it was the Knicks and the Houston Rockets, maybe, with my dad. Yeah. Um, and he used to watch a lot of Knicks games. So for yep. some reason I had the moves like in my head mm, mm. of Hakeem Olajuwon and Patrick Ewan and those guys, yeah, but I never guys. actually played the sport. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I went to and played it in year six, it was kind of just came natural to me. So. Yeah. So were you a big kid? Yeah, I've always been tall. Yeah. Always been a yeah. tall kid, yeah. So for the record, what is your height? Six seven. Six seven. Yeah. I had you for six eight, but <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, it's like I say I'm I'm five eight, but yeah. I'm actually probably five seven. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. To my son I'm five nine ish. Yeah. <laughs> except he's bigger than me now almost. So um mate, so I've been fortunate enough as a tourist uh, to to wander around and spend a little time in Orlando. Um it appeared to me like it was this shiny perfect place like the image i've left in my head is that you know legoland america yeah is it really like that no not at all no <laughs> you go a few streets over and it's um it's very rough you know down mm. orange blossom trail yeah um places like that um yeah it's um yeah it's definitely very rough and yeah you know it's, it's definitely a place where you where if you're not from there you have to you know a little bit watch where you're going and yeah. things um, but yeah, everyone sees the tourist part, the, yeah. the Disney worlds, the, um, you know, yeah. Universal Studios, SeaWorld, everything. Yep. But, um, yeah, it does, it does have a rough part, unfortunately. Yeah. We, um, well, we stayed in Kissimmee. Is that how you say it? Kissimmee, yeah. <laughs> um, in a, in a sort of a cool resort, you know, but it was just a big freeway and we could walk sort of around here and there, yeah. but we really didn't do much other than the, 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 you know, the stuff you do. Yeah. Went and watched the magic play. That's, that's a pretty cool stadium there. Yeah. Is it Amway Center? Amway, yep. Yeah. Amway Center, yeah. Um, found it really difficult to get my Uber driver to find out where I was standing after the game. <laughs> Man, this dude lost his shit with us, actually. It was in maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. We walked out. We stood. I hit the button. He's ringing me, abusing me. Wow. Oh, there's yeah. so many side streets, especially down there near yeah. Amway. It's, it's very easy to get lost. Yeah. Not from there. It's, um, it's a good stadium, though. It's, so we'd come, we'd be, we'd watch the game in um, Staples Center, which is massive. Oh, yep. I had vertigo and fear and thought I was going to die. I was up the top and I just was frozen down. Up <laughs> Man, I don't know if you've been up in there, but it's scary. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, seriously scared. <laughs> um, my next question was, when did you find basketball was going to be a thing? We kind of talked about that. So if we can go back, how did you get to, why did you play basketball? What happened? Um, it was just, yeah, I went to a, uh, Christian school, um, mm-hmm. when we moved to Florida, um, yep. called Hiawassee Christian Academy. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I can't really remember how I ended up going to tryouts, but I did. Yeah. And yeah, after that played my first game and I stayed at that school till, um, the eighth grade. Yeah. And then after that, I went to, uh, Cypress Creek high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Cypress Creek, yeah, it was obviously a huge school. At one year, we had 4,000 students. Wow. It was the biggest, uh, oh. biggest school in, um, in Orlando at the time. Yep. Uh, as far as students wise. And, um, that's actually where I met Amari Stoudemire. So Amari Stoudemire that plays, played in the NBA. Yeah. Was actually my high school teammate when I was in the 10th grade. Yeah. Right. So after pretty much that year, I knew what I wanted to do. After yep. meeting him and, um, you know, seeing what he did to for his work ethic and, you yep. know, things like that, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. It yep. was 
nothing else that I wanted to do yeah. besides play basketball and eventually get paid to play basketball. Which is a, a great um, goal to have and then a great result to get to that point. Yeah, definitely. Um, I had the same thing at 11, and by 12, I knew it wasn't happening because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grow. <laughs> um, so just if we can talk about, so the family back in the U.S., um, I'm pretty certain you still got family there. Well, I know that you do. Um, who's back there? Who's back home? Uh, everywhere. So yeah. my mother's still there, my yeah. three sisters, my um, grandmother, grandfather, my aunt. Yeah. Wow. Um, they're all still there in Orlando. Yeah. Um, it must be tough being this far away. Oh, it's it's definitely tough. Um, yeah, I've I've missed out on a lot of things. You yeah. know, as far as my sisters growing up and a lot of things with my mother and obviously my whole family mm-hmm. and all my mm-hmm. friends back home. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was something that you know we kind of you kind of know when you set your goals that you yeah. have to sacrifice a few yeah. things and definitely. Um, yeah, I've been lucky to achieve most of my goals. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, mate, it's, um, yeah, I spent a few years just as a, a backpacker wandering around. And back in those days, though, there was no internet, mobile phones, Facebook, nothing. Yeah. So it was literally a uh, payphone. <laughs> um, I don't know. That was kind of okay, but I guess I'm back here now. So it's all <laughs> irrelevant. Um, so high school for you, what was it like? Have you got any d- distinct memories? Is there anything that, Stands oh, out for you? Just a lot of people, really. Yeah, 4,000. <laughs> I remember like when wow. the bell would ring, like you're trying to walk through the halls and you're literally shoulder to shoulder with people just trying to walk through that one year. Yeah. Um, our school was so, had so many kids that they had to build a relief school, wow. like an emergency relief school, which was Freedom High School, just yeah. to relieve the amount of kids just that was to get going kids there. Out of there. Um, but high school was, was pretty good for me. Um, yeah. I had a lot of really close friends that, you know, kept me intact and kept me straight in line and yep. they knew what I was trying to do and they were trying to do the same. So, you know, we kind of held each other accountable. Um, and obviously I got to meet Amari and I had, um, my, probably one of my best friends, my high school coach, Red Johnson. I met him there my senior year. Yep. Um, and he really put a lot of stuff in perspective for me as far as, you know, life and, uh-huh. you know, career goals and everything. Um, and shared a lot of what he went through and his yeah. mistakes. So I didn't have to go through them. Yeah. Um, and so that's yeah. a great thing about, I mean, basketball or sporting coaches, but we'll say basketball coaches, you know, I'm one of them. You're one. Um, they're tactical people that try and win basketball games, but I think they are much more than that. Oh, uh, so much more. I mean, when you, inject yourself into a life's kid it's not just for basketball it's actually for you're actually teaching them life skills and you know work ethic because it's not just on the basketball court it's throughout life like you know with your job and you know your marriage and everything that it comes everything that comes with it so yeah um we're we're very fortunate to be able to touch so many people through sports yeah i I agree i mean so i coach my son's team and everyone that listens to this knows because i invariably bring up basketball one way or another but uh, you know, we might have a few of the kids coming in on a Saturday night and stay here. Now, I've got a room full of booze other than, yeah. other than other things. Yeah. But I trust those kids not to touch that stuff. Yeah, exactly. They know that breach my sort of trust if they did. Yeah. They're 14. They're, that's the, you know, I'm sure it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> if it was me, it yeah, would have happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think having spent a few years with these kids, you, it's that mutual respect. Yeah. I mean, you have to give it before you get it, the yeah. way I kind of see. But, um, yeah, no, coaching, it's, um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's 
damn frustrating sometimes. It's frustrating, but it's also <laughs> rewarding. I mean, sure is. I can see um, so many kids that have come through, like Chris Moala. Like, I've yeah. known Chris since I've got here. Yeah. And to work with him throughout different periods of the last 10 years and to see where he is at now. Yeah. You know, it's just it's remarkable. And it's so rewarding when you actually get to look back. You know, I could say the same thing about Noah. I like I yeah. coached Noah when I first got here. Yeah, great um, kid as well. well yeah. young man. He's not a kid. He's young. <laughs> so man. yeah, it's just yeah. very rewarding to see where they started and where they're at now. And, yeah, you know, just not even just on the basketball court, just the young men that they actually are. Absolutely rewarding. Yep. Um. So other than playing basketball as a as a kid, as a what and chasing cars as we discussed, <laughs> what what was your what was the day? What was the day like? I had a question in here about. You know, was high school really like what me as a kid saw in the movies? No, and it, nothing like that. No, <laughs> other than the hallway thing and the kid, you know, that. Yeah, they I mean, high school in the States is, is, it is rough. I mean, you yeah. know, you have a lot of different personalities and a lot of different groups, uh, especially in Florida. Yeah. Like, there's black people, Spanish people, there's white people, there's people that are like more emo side, there's yeah. skateboarders, there's just so many different like groups. Yeah. Um, and so many people that clash, you know, mm. unfortunately there's a lot of fighting and, you know, yeah. everything. And I'm sure it's probably a little bit worse now with all the guns and everything. But, um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it can, it can be tough if you don't have the right support system and the sure. right groups around you. Must be tough like running a school. Like, oh, I, could, I couldn't imagine. Kids. I couldn't imagine being a principal in, oh, the, um, wow. in, uh, in the States. Nah, nah, I, <laughs> I couldn't imagine it. Anyway, let alone yeah, <laughs> um, let alone there, um, mate. Recently, I watched the Bill Russell documentary. Now, that, have you watched it? Have you nah, seen? Nah, I'm saving it for you know after an, a night where we lose or something, and I <laughs> I, I stay up till four a.m. You need a. to be inspired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. He is an amazing man, and I knew some things about Bill, but not lots of things that I learned. And um, what I did learn, though, like so, Bill pretty much made Boston who they are, in my yep. opinion, like. Um, you know, the, how was it? Six chips in a row or something. Yeah. It's just crazy what he did for that city, for that basketball club, for that sporting club. Um, and yet he experienced some of the most disgusting racism. Um, as a look, it doesn't matter, but particularly as a superstar. Um, what are your life experiences in that respect? Um, obviously I wasn't around that back then. No, no. <laughs> but, but your so, life, like as in. Um, obviously I've had my fair share of, you know, racist interactions in yeah. Florida. There's, you know, Florida's like Trump country kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, everything that comes along with that. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's been, I've been pretty blessed to be focused with basketball and focused on what I want to do. So Mm -hmm, that mm kind of kept me out of trouble as far as going to a lot of places. And, you know, because I was so focused and dedicated on like my craft on on basketball. So um, I I haven't had too many interactions, like a few, like one time I think the police pulled me over when I was coming back from a basketball game. Yeah. And they they searched my car and pulled out, you know, all the change and threw it all over the car and Uh moved my speakers in the back and, I'm like, jerks. man, I'm wearing ankle braces. What do you think I'm doing yeah. driving back home? I'm wearing ankle braces and flip flops. Like, what do you think yeah. I'm doing? Yeah. Um, but besides the the off interaction, I mm. haven't really. I've been blessed. I That's mean, I've, I've I've probably had a few too many comments while I've been overseas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of of yeah. you know racist people, especially when I was in Germany. There was yeah. a few interactions that I had there. Obviously, yeah. when I was there, they had the um 
the Nazi parade, oh. um, which is something that's not televised and people don't know a lot about it. No. But they actually, or no. back then they had a, this was, when was this? 2010, I believe, yeah. 2011. Yeah. Right. Uh, they had an, a Nazi parade and, you know, our coaching staff, when I was there playing, told us to stay inside. Yeah. So in, for three days we just stayed inside. Wow. Um, and then we were at McDonald's in East Germany and, yeah. you know, we had a, a few Nazi people staring us down and wanting to fight. Yeah. Um, but besides interactions like that, I've been pretty blessed to yeah. not have anything well, too serious. That's good, man. And I'm, I'm pleased for you that you haven't had to go through that kind of crap. I mean, it just sends me furious. Yeah, that, it does. That, that, um, I mean, it seems like, and we're only round one of uh, Aussie rules and I didn't hear anything yet this yeah. in the one week, but. The fact that that happens anywhere, but at the footy, let's say here yeah. in Australia, I just I, I don't it. I can't yeah, get I, it. I I don't understand. I think people say things out of frustration a lot. Maybe I think, and I think they have nothing else to resort back to but that. Yeah. So I think that plays a part in it as well. But also, I think, um, like when you're a kid, you're very impressionable. So mm. I think if your parents are saying stuff like that in home, that yeah. might translate as well. But yeah. you never know people's motivation. They could have lost a girlfriend to somebody from another ethnic mm. background. It could be a, a million different things mm. or something. But um, yeah, it is disgusting. And yeah. for whatever reason, I think the human race hasn't found a way to, for it to be equal. No. Um, and who knows if we ever will. But yeah. Yeah. The thing I like about I think that sports brings is equality across the board because it's, yeah. to me, it's based on your work ethic and not your background. Mm. So, you know, whether you're black, white, Chinese, whatever, yeah. um, what you put in is what you get. And the coach more, more, more times than not are going to play the people that deserve it, whether you, sure. whatever your background is. So yeah, I think that's one of the things that I love about sports. Yeah. I, um, I was just a, uh, yesterday I listened to uh, a podcast that Kobe was on and he was talking about, so it was post-basketball, it was actually not too long and I'll, I always get upset thinking about this, but it wasn't too long before he passed away. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about his the books that he created for yeah. his kids and he's like, I want my kids and, and their kids to be able to read a Cinderella type book but with black kids in it. Yeah. Not everyone's the pasty white thing. So he... I mean, yeah. what, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's so worth listening to. No, nah, I haven't seen it, that. It's podcast, so good. Yeah. It's it's. He's just saying, you know, they need it. Why are we yeah. this way? I just think it's it, to me. I think it's about equality, and yeah. I think you know anybody should be able to walk into any room and not feel judged yeah. because of the color of their skin. Yeah, whether it's you're walking into a room full of black people and you're not black, or vice versa. I think yeah. it should be. We have to get rid of that kind of that feeling when you walk into rooms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, as like my my daughter, like, you know, she's mixed. Yeah. And, you know, I want her to experience both sides. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, she will. She, yeah. So yeah. she'll be able to see books with uh, with black girls on it. And yeah. Yeah. Books with white girls and books with Asian people on it or yeah. whatever. So. And that's definitely changing. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, something that it's like we're... We're moving so fast in some directions, but yet not others. And, and not necessarily talking about the race thing there, but I don't know. I just think we need to. Yeah. I know that a lot of the people that listen to these podcasts get what I'm probably yeah. we're saying here. So um, just go back a little step to your coach because I did find an interview, I think, that you did with somebody or other that's out there on the internet, but you speak about the importance of your coach. Yeah. So what 
Who, so just tell us about him. Who was he? Ah, uh, so his name is Red Johnson. Um, yeah. He on, actually only coached me one year, my senior year in really? high school. Yeah. Um, I'll probably say at the beginning we clashed a little bit because he was very strict and he yeah. was very hard on me. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as wanting me to be a leader and teaching me to be a man. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea why he took me under his wing that way, but he yeah. did, and obviously. Um, I thank him for it because without him, I there's no doubt I wouldn't be sitting here. Yes. Yeah. In in Australia or yeah. probably even played basketball overseas, let alone college basketball. So yeah. Um yeah, he's yeah, he's everything to me. He, yeah. He's definitely a father figure for me. Um mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the values that I have I've gotten from him mm-hmm. as far as, you know, marriage and, you know, kind of when to have kids and mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um yeah. Yeah, just everything. So he's just a, a mentor, an overall mentor. Yeah, he's that. somebody that I can call on anytime, even yeah. if I don't speak to him for three months. Yeah. You know, he'll pick up the phone, he would do anything for me, and I would do anything for yeah. him. Um, awesome. Yeah, so I'm very blessed to have him in my life. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Hey, if my research is right, and you'll be able to tell me if it is or it is, in April 26, 2006, was a significant day for you. <laughs> I saw that question. I, had, I was like, "What date is this?" What the hell? <laughs> so do you remember? Well, do you, did you remember what that? I think that's yeah. the day I signed my college my college letter. Of, it um, is intent um, to go to Florida A and M University. Big day for you? That was no, it? actually no. No. Um, no, because I was just so, like I said, dedicated to basketball. I think yeah. it was something that I would just. This is going to sound bad, but expected yeah. to happen. Like yeah, okay. I was just so focused on this is my next step and, yep. and this. And I was blessed to have uh, many college offers. I was yeah. more than blessed to have over 10, 12. Uh, so why Mercer? What was the reasoning behind going there? Uh, so when I went, I actually went to Florida, a- Florida uh, A&M University first. You did. And then I went there and yeah. I actually got hurt. I tore uh, my ab muscle. Oh. Um. But then we got in a little bit of trouble with the NCAA, so we were unsure if we would be able to go to the tournament or anything. Uh, so I left there and went to Miami-Dade yeah, Junior College. I read that. So there's a stat yeah. that, that season. <laughs> because back then you couldn't transfer Division One to Division One. Now you uh, can, but yeah, back then okay. you couldn't. So you had to drop down a level and then yeah. go back. Okay. So I went to Miami-Dade Junior College, and we were actually really, really good. We were like yeah. uh, number seventh in the nation or something wow. like that. And then we lost in the first round of uh, the playoffs. Yeah, and then done. <laughs> and then done. Uh, so <laughs> one and done. Yeah, um, yeah, right. Yeah, I went to Mercer um, actually because I was going to go to Pepperdine University, right, with Paul Westfall, which was yeah. actually the Kings, the coach of the Kings. Yeah. Um, but a few weeks when my recruiting period opened up. Um, he had got fired. Ah, <laughs> so whoa. I'll never forget. I was sitting in, I was sitting in a class, and one of the coaches from Mercer messaged me and said, "Oh, I guess you're not going to Pepperdine anymore." Anymore? Wow. And I was like, "What?" And then so I was checking <laughs> on ESPN, and yeah, he got fired. So, cause what did he coach the Lakers? No, uh, no, no, Sacramento Kings. Kings. Why? Yeah. I reckon I got a basketball card somewhere of him. And, but I was, when I watched the the Lakers thing, the Showtime thing on Netflix or whatever. But I got Paul Westfall and the other dude mixed up. Who's the other Paul, the coach? Paul Westhead? Paul. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Anyway, the guy before. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. I got too much basketball <laughs> shit in my head, mate. <laughs> too much shit in general, let alone basketball <laughs> stuff. Um, I looked through your team, your Mercer team. So pretty much guys mostly from Florida, few from Georgia, 
one from Albany maybe in New York, yep. one fella from Inglewood. And the surprise to me, and I can't pronounce his name, Vojay Purvan. Yeah. You remember the dude? Yeah, yeah. He was tall. He's probably about six, seven, six, eight. How did he end up from... Oh, I have no idea <laughs> how he ended up there, but he was yeah. good. He was a great teammate. Um, yeah. I'm not sure where he's at now. I haven't had contact with him in probably, you know, over 10 years. Long time, yep. Um, because I think that was his last year. My first year was his last yeah, year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a hell of a shooter, man. I yeah. remember that. He was definitely knocked down shooter, Croatian kid. Those those Eastern European dudes yeah, could he just was, shoot, he can't could they? shoot. He was a great guy, too, man. Yeah. I just remember his smile and his laugh. Yeah. Him always joking around. Yeah. Um, we just... actually had an Australian player, too. Really? Yeah. Um, he pl- I played against him here in Big B. Really? Oh, well, I can't that must have been in maybe a second year. My first year, he oh, really? played at um, yeah. Hawthorne. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zach Natoli was okay. his name. Right. Uh, yeah, he actually played with me at Mercer. That would have been weird <laughs> turning up and... Yeah, yeah I came back here and I was like, oh. Whoa. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, wow. I, I didn't find him in there. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. Um, so after college, what happened? Where did you play? Um I did a bit of research, and the research is not always right. The internet doesn't always tell the truth. I found Iceland. I found Norway. I saw Germany. Yep. What? So my after my first year, well, going back to college, my senior year, I tore my MCL. Mm. So with about five games left yep. in the season. So that was pretty heartbreaking. Wow. And then, yeah. um, I ended up having to spend all the rest of that whole summer rehabbing and, you know, yeah. trying to get ready. And that kind of took me out of all the, you know, things that you could do, not for like the NBA, but like to get ready and, you yeah. know, the draft things and all uh-huh. it took me out of everything. Mm. Um, so I ended up signing in Luxembourg my first okay. year. So I yeah. was there for probably about half the season. Yep. Um, and then returned home. And then after that, I went to Germany, mm-hmm. Hanover. Um, and played the whole season there. Yeah. That was probably my worst experience with the basketball club. Really? Uh, yeah, they were just horrible. They, yeah, they just didn't know how to treat players. We had six imports on that team. Yeah. Um, they just didn't know how to treat the players, uh, paid us late, withheld pay. Wow. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was just a horrible experience. And that kind of really turned me off of European basketball. Yeah. Um, after Germany, where did I go? After Germany, I came here, actually. Yeah. After I, I came to Frankston. Wow. Um, so how do you go from Florida to <laughs> Europe to Frankston? Yeah, I was just all <laughs> over the place. Uh, how does it work? Like, how do you get contracts and get an agent or yeah, something? Yeah, so or? I had a, an agent that was yeah, uh, yeah uh, sourcing jobs for me right? Um, for the first few years. Yeah. And yeah, he, he found me the um, job in Frankston. And then... Yeah, it was really literally my worst year of basketball overseas, and then my best year or one of my best years yep. in Frankston. Yeah, the stats um, are pretty yeah. good. In your <laughs> I first love, year. Yeah, did you I guys love, win it the first year? No, no, no. no. We lost to Bendigo uh, uh, in the first round of finals. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that was a real, a real good year for me, and kind of restored my love for overseas basketball. I yeah. Would say. Um, and then, yeah, once I started playing Australia, I would play in Europe for six months and then Australia. Okay. So I play year round. So, yeah, backwards, forwards. Backwards, forwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and so did you play in Norway? Yep. I played and in Norway. Iceland. Yes. Wow. How was it? Because ra- <laughs> it was the Reykjavik something or other. I yeah. The- How was that? Iceland was tough because when I was there, it was only, um, 
three or four hours of sunlight a day. Yeah. So literally, oh, you would, winter. Yeah. So Oof. when I wake up about you know nine or ten, there yeah. would be sunlight, and then by one in the afternoon, it's pitch black. Wow. And it was oh. tough because it was so tough. tough because I had no gym access. Huh. So the only time I could really left the apartment was to go get something to eat or wow. to the gym. But the gym was only open certain times. Yeah. I couldn't go lift weights because they didn't have a membership thing and. So it was literally wow. just sitting in the room, like, and oh, they kind of had me in this like backpackers kind of yeah. setup kind of thing. Wow, it was like not very conducive uh, to nah, it ultimate was, sport, it was, is it? Yeah, it was bad. Um, but wow. you know, it's it a learning experience. It was good. Yeah, I listened to um, Jock Landau speak about uh, his time in oh, I don't know, like not Croatia, but somewhere in that part of the world. And yeah, he was like that. You know, he's whatever he is six eight or whatever how tall he is and his bed was like six foot so he had half of his legs oh, i know exactly out. what he's talking he about he <laughs> was saying like that play and if they were losing the crowd would start throwing coins at him yeah they did that to us in germany really yeah <laughs> that's a thing like, yeah. obviously not of course i believe what he said but that's yeah just in me. europe is a thing they're very um passionate fans up there about yeah. soccer and basketball too jerks by the sound yeah <laughs> i mean You've probably seen me yahooing at the basketball. I'm passionate too, but I'm not going to throw shit on the, yeah. <laughs> at the players or on the court. I mean, yeah. without the players, there's no game. So, yeah, wow. So that's a thing. That's yeah, a, it definitely is a thing. Um, that's and if you're just, not strong mentally, it could definitely get to you. He yeah. said it was tough, but yeah. now look at him. He's playing NBA and yeah, he's you know he's doing pretty good. Yeah, he is. Um, so Frankston, and then. From beautiful Frankston to sunny Mildura. <laughs> yeah. What happened? How, how did you, so you get So I was here? actually supposed to go back to Frankston, and then they yeah. had a whole issue with um, the coach there. So the coach, right. Bill Runchy, uh-huh. is his name. He was actually coaching Frankston for, I think it was like 20 years straight or something oh. like that. American guy. Yeah. Um, and then I think they got a new board and all the stuff. So, mm. you know, I think they just were making it very tough on him and... Whatever was happening around happening yeah. in the background, so yeah, he ended yeah. up not being the coach. And then the coach that came, he wanted me to stay and play, mm. but then he said he didn't want me to play in Europe. Ah, he was like, "Well, no, I just want you to go home and rest, and then come back for the season." And I was like, "Well, no, you're kind of not paying me Gotta to do live. that." Yeah. Great. So um, wow. anyway, so everyone thought I was actually going back to Frankston, so yeah. really didn't um, get much contact from different teams until yeah. it was too late. I think I got an offer from Mount Gambia, but I didn't want to go play there. Yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> and team, I think uh, somebody else. Yeah. Um, and so, then, yeah, I was sitting at home and then Jamie and I got a few uh, offers from some other big V teams yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And then Jamie was Jamie was probably messaging me every other day. <laughs> Literally. He's like, a persistent uh, man. <laughs> I, I like before I met him, I was just sick of him because I was like, "Why is he on Facebook just messaging?" And now you know him. Yeah, I love him. I love him. But he was just messaging me every other day. Oh, yeah. you come here, you do this, this, this. And I had an offer between Mildura and Mexico. Oh, wow. and then um, I was set to go to Mexico. I was it was yeah. a done deal. Yeah. And then they didn't want to give me a car or something. Huh? Yeah, it was a car. And then I was like, "Well, I've already been through enough stuff. Like, yeah. if you're not guaranteeing me everything, I'm not coming." Yeah. Then it was like. Two days before I was supposed to get on the flight, I was like, no, wow. I'm not going. I'm going to go to Mildura. Yeah. And then, yeah. Sort of like here. Mexico here, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. yeah. We're in Mexico. We're about. Oh, I can't remember. Don't know. Yeah. Porto something or other. Yeah, someplace. Some, somewhere and probably not great. <laughs> nah. No, nah, I was fortunate to spend a couple of months in Mexico, not playing basketball, just walking around. But yeah. 
It was pretty cool, but yeah, I'm really glad I didn't know about the whole cartel thing yeah. and everything. Yeah, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> yeah. Jackie and I wandered around and just did whatever, and I had no idea. It's kind of better when you don't have knowledge of stuff. Because, Oblivious. Yeah, love it, love it. Um, so you end up in Sunny Mildura. You've been here now for how long? For ten years 10. this year. Wow. Yeah, this year's 10 years. 10 years. So what are we doing? So Actually, 10, 10 years this month, actually. Wow. Yeah, because it would have been the start of the season. Yeah. Um, what's been your highlight? If you could put one, what's your highlight to date in your Mildura Heat life? In basketball? Yeah, basketball. Oh, um, probably as a team, it would be, I think it was uh, 20... When we made it to the grand final, yeah, just because yeah. we finished sixth in the yeah in the finals, and then we made it all the way to the grand final. That was, team was just that was the year Dave Curran coached us, and yeah. that team was just so together, and yes. it was just a different feeling. Um, yeah, and we just felt like we could do anything, even though you know we mm. barely made it into finals. I think we made Scraped. it on like the last week of the season. I reckon too, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that was just an awesome team to be around, and yeah, um, yeah we. Yeah, just the celebrations. I remember, you know, when we beat Craggy Burn and Harry's like, I think he stole one of the Craggy Burn players' T-shirt and it's on the bus. And then yeah. me and Davey are throwing shoes on the roof, and just it was a wild um, ride. But it was yeah. it was awesome. I couldn't. Yeah. Because, even though we made it to the grand final my first year, yeah. like that year, I think it was 2020. Yeah. Um, or not 2019, maybe. Uh, beats that easy. Yeah. I mean, the brothers that you make in the sport is... Oh, it's that's forever. It, isn't it's it? forever. Yeah. yeah and just totally um, with you on that. The way that team was just so unselfish and yeah. um, just how together we were was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And there's still a few guys now playing that were in that squad too. Oh, yeah. Davey. Dave's back. Um, who else was on there? Noah was young on that yeah. team. Um, obviously, Dallas, Jay, Jay Madigan. Yeah. yeah. So that's good to still have a bit of nucleus there yeah, yeah, of those yeah. guys. And that, I mean, that's what, as a spectator, I'm coming to see that again this yeah. year, that togetherness. Obviously, you're not playing, you're coaching, but, uh, you know, you still bring what you bring. So I think, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, looking yeah. forward to it. Um, we've had many, uh, and I, I wish I could think of a better word than import because it just, to me, <laughs> I don't like saying import. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, I'm not sure. So I'm just going to refrain from using our word. We've had met a, quite a few players from overseas come and live in Mildura. Uh, Ronnie, the flyer, Raya, the first one I ever knew. Yep. Have you met Ron? No, I haven't actually. No, no. he's yeah. a dude. He's, um, he's a New Yorker. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think played at Wichita State. The, he moved here in, I don't know, 86 or 7 or something. Oh, yeah. And he was just like this. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we hadn't had anyone like Ronnie around before. Yeah. Um, now we need to organize that. Catch up with Ron one day. He's a cool dude. Um, why have you, why do you think you've stayed? So none of the others have stayed. <laughs> uh, probably yeah. definitely my wife. <laughs> yeah. Right answer. <laughs> she's the, yeah, she's the reason I'm here. Yeah. Um, obviously Jamie Madigan will say different, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, she's definitely the reason, uh, I've stayed around. Um, yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. That's awesome, mate. It's awesome to see. Um, and it sort of leads perfectly to my next little question. So I've seen you at the stadium watching your little daughter. Now, I'm always mindful of not really bringing family stuff into these chats yeah, just because yeah. it goes public, whatever, but without using names and stuff. But I've seen you 
watching your daughter play and it just looks like the happiest human being yeah. in the basketball stadium. There's a lot of bloody cranky people in that place, <laughs> as we know, yeah. but there's a lot of happy people. What does that mean to you, getting oh, to watch her? Everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, everything from, you know, losing my dad at an early age to, yeah. you know, my mom not being able to always see it. A lot of my games as a professional, just being able to have my daughter around and see her and be around her every day helps me get through a lot of personal things. Sure. um, Just to see how happy she is. Uh, She's a very, very happy person and a very. She's a smiley kid. Yeah. I've only seen her from a distance, but she's a smiley kid. But very grown up at the same time. Yeah. Like, you know, she's just, yeah, she's a very unique person, I Mm. I believe. Um, I'm I'm sure everyone says about their kids. Yeah. um, Yeah, I believe, yeah, she's. I think she'll be a difference maker in this world. It's yeah. my thought process for her. But yeah, nah, she makes me extremely happy and she she definitely brightens my day and she doesn't allow me to be mad or angry yeah. at anything. <laughs> That's anymore. a good thing. As a coach. <laughs> As a coach, um, she helps me to get over things very yeah. quickly, which is yeah. something I probably struggled with earlier in my life. So Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, mate, look, and you're right. I guess as parents we all think these kinds of things about our kids, but and to you, I'm assuming, but you can correct me, you don't care whether she plays basketball, badminton, or chess, I could or hon- none of the above? I could honestly care Doesn't less. Care. I yeah. could care less. Uh, if she wanted to be <laughs> the prime minister or something, yeah. I could, you know, Why whatever not? she wants to do, I support her. If she plays basketball, obviously I have a passion for basketball as well, yeah. Yeah. which I'm, she has already, but yeah. um, I could care less what she plays. <clears throat> yeah, as long as she's happy, hey? <laughs> yeah, as and long that- as she's happy and, you know... Um, yeah, I mean, the other day she wanted to start a vlog or something, and I was yeah. like, "Where do you get that from?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? But, <laughs> How do you even do yeah, that?" Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't but, know. Nah, whatever she wants to do, yeah. I'll be there to support her. Ah, awesome, mate. Awesome. As I said, it's just I, I saw you the other week there, and I just went, "Man, that's just the happiest dude in this building." Like, <laughs> I don't know. She was playing, and yeah, um, yeah, no, it was cool. Um, mate, we spent lots of our time talking basketball, but. I want to talk to you about your your spirituality, your your personal growth and development. Um, I noticed that on social media, you're you don't mind sharing quotes and things and those yep. kinds of that kind of stuff. Um, are you a deep thinker? <sighs> I don't know if I'm much of a deep thinker. I think I'm just highly motivated, and mm-hmm. when I see something that you know motivates me, or you know. Something that I think could probably help somebody else. Yeah. Um, I share it or pass it along because you never know what someone else is going through. So true. Um, and there's been plenty of times where I've shared something and someone will just send me a message like, oh, thanks. I needed that today. Yeah. So you, you just never know. Um, but mm-hmm. I would say probably not much of a deep thinker because I'm very much straight down the line on yeah. what I want and what I want to work towards. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely a person that, um, wants to help people. And, mm. you know, anything I could do to, even if it's simple as sharing a message or something, yeah, I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. And you're right. Sometimes it is, it is easier to throw those kinds of things out there and you don't know, but yeah, people well, you, are going you, you honestly never know. Someone can no. see that and that could, you know, brighten their day or, yeah, yeah. or just give a little tick or, of, yeah, motivation or something. Or something. So you, you just never yeah. know. Um, if you had the chance and you had the magic wand to change one thing in the world, what would that be? Oh, one thing. And that's a hard question, I know. Uh, I think it would probably what we talked about earlier, just, you know, the racism and stuff mm. in the world. If I could, I think if magic wand, obviously, I would fix things like that. Yeah. 
I would definitely delete the delete that kind of yeah. thinking. I would say um, yeah, and tr- and focus on true equality mm. on all sides. Um, something that I would use the magic wand for. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I reckon I'd be pretty similar, mate. To be honest, with through my own work, I've sort of been exposed to learning about you know equality and gender equality and uh, and these kinds of topics. And I never really gave it a whole lot of thought, not in a good or bad way. It's just didn't enter my mind. But now that I'm starting to think about things in that way, it's it's like there's a whole nother chapter I've got to go and learn about. Yeah, which is cool because I love <laughs> learning. Yeah, stuff. Um, yeah. No, I think that's a good one. I think. Yeah, it'd have to be a big wand, but oh, <laughs> huge <laughs> wand. But yeah, if that's something, perfect world would not have that wouldn't exist. Yeah. And you know, I think people would be able to focus on a lot of other things, and yeah. you know, act, treat each other properly, and yeah, you know, motivate each other. And but I think that plays a big factor into the world right now. Too much yeah. of a factor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, imagine what could get done in the world if there was just pure equality like yeah. it wasn't you know male female race this that but all that negative crap was not there yeah and i know it's look it's not going to ever happen that way but we can we can think about this but i do think about that and think i guess you know when you get the text you've won a million dollars blah 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 imagine if those people spent their time doing good things yeah not trying to do negative things yeah and exactly. scam you and yeah why can't they the crooks Put their minds to good things. That's what I. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's tough because I think in Australia it's very blessed that you guys have, or I shouldn't say you guys, because I live here now. Yeah, but um, I think we're blessed that there's systems in place, and not all countries have systems in yeah. place. So, like when I see messages like that, I'm not necessarily thinking, "Oh, they should get a job." I'm, I, my mind probably goes more to what's their environment or what yeah. there is. Because, you know, there might be kids in Somalia or somewhere that's probably yep. sending the messages. Probably, or, you is. know, something like that. And, yep. you know, honestly, they have, like, jack shit. They like, got nothing. They have not a fucking thing. So. No. They um, will... So that's kind of, like, where my mind go to. Like, mm. when I get upset is when there's people that have opportunities to do things and they have the systems behind them, but then they do the wrong thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then I'm like, well, you have everything. You yeah. have every opportunity. So you, you don't really have an excuse to even turn to anything negative. Mm, you know mm. what I mean? So that's kind of like where my mind goes to because yeah. in America, they don't have a lot of systems. Not saying no. that scamming or anything's right, but yeah, I, I The welfare I think system is poor. Yeah. The, uh, you're right. I mean, it's a really good observation, mate, that the structure that we have in Australia, we are so fortunate and we don't even know. We don't even know. How lucky <laughs> we are. And I mean, I should know better. I've spent lots of time in lots of places in the world and- Seen lots of crappy things yeah. along the way, um, but yeah, it's yeah, good point, mate. I'm glad you twisted my thought process <laughs> on that. And I wasn't thinking of them as bad people necessarily. Yeah. More probably the puppeteers pulling the strings and exploiting the kids oh, and saying, I'm, I'm "Sit in the room, do- yeah. punch the numbers into the thing until the credit card hits a hundred bucks and steal it." Exactly. That kid doesn't get the money. Goes to that, the, that person gets the money. Yeah. Not exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty hooked on listening to podcasts and audio stuff and not much of a reader because I'm like, oh, I just can't be bothered. I want to lie down and listen to it. Yeah. Um, are you a, a reader or a, a, do you listen to podcasts or motivational stuff or any anything? Um, 
I've actually read a few books. Yeah. Um, but nothing. Um, I I've read books like about financial stuff. So I yeah. read the Barefoot Investor. Yep. Which has actually changed my my thinking around saving and you yeah. know how to save money and. Yep. Way to set up your accounts and blah, blah, blah. Um, it was good. I, I read it and did yeah. it and do it. <laughs> Follow it. Yeah. Um, um, but now nah, I'm more of a, a watcher. So, yeah. like, I'll watch, you know, old Kobe yeah. videos or things like that or Nipsey Hustle stuff or yeah. listen to music that's like more motivating stuff. Um, yeah. That's probably me. I haven't actually had the time to sit down and watch podcasts right? <laughs> yeah. with work and, you know, coaching yeah. and, Doing individual stuff. Um, yeah, you're a busy person. And <laughs> I, I mean, for me, it's if I wake up at two in the morning and my brain's buzzing, it's podcast on and I've just, I might hear 10 minutes and I'm yeah. out because I can't turn my brain off. Yeah. Um, Same, I've got, you know, a bunch of different things sort of, um, <clears throat> you know, going on in life, but good things. But um, yeah, I don't know the podcast. Obviously, I'm doing one. We're yeah. talking on one right now. <laughs> Hopefully, people are listening. Um, Mate, so your time is—is is it third season as coach? Second, third season. Third, yeah, third season. Yeah. Third. So, how's life as coach after week one of games? Um, good. Yeah, good. Happy. I, I'm I'm very happy with our team. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think our team has a lot of different options. Like we can play big or we can play small, fast yep. or slow. Yep. Um, we have the right mix of veteran leadership and youth. Yep. Um, so I, I, I'm very excited for what this team can do. I'll say. Yeah. Um, cool. So I think life is good as a coach. I think, um, in the past, I'll probably get too wrapped up in a loss. Yeah. But now I, I'm probably a little bit older and I can look at it as, okay, it's early in the season. It's a learning process. Mm. You're not going to win it in round one. No. You know, you want to no. be playing your best basketball at the end, um, which is yep. something Jamie Madigan says all the time. He does. He does. <laughs> That's probably why I got it from. I was like Madigan. But he's um, not wrong, is he? He's not wrong. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I'm just excited for us to continue learning. And like I've been telling the guys, we have to put the bricks in place. So week mm. after week, we're putting a brick in place and hopefully, at the end, you know, we have enough bricks to to win it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Game. Cool. I'm, I'm very excited to have Davey back. Yeah. Um, he's my favorite player. Because yeah, I think he put, I think he puts he's, everybody back in their natural positions. Yeah. As far as Dallas he's a leader. And Sammy. Yep. And he's definitely that extension of the coach on the floor. Yeah. Yep. And I think me and Davey see things. Um, just a game of basketball the same way. So yeah, good. Um, I'm very excited to have him back as one of the captains and on the court. Um, yeah. Yeah. As you say, man, it's, it's, he's like a coach out there. I yeah. mean, you can be focusing on one thing and he's steering the ship, yeah. you know, sort of. Um, yeah, I, I said it, I don't know. I reckon Dave's rated on about three or four of these podcasts because I just love the way the dude plays. Yeah. Um, and the, the drive key flick over the head pass that he does. <laughs> I just lose my shit when yeah. he does that. It's it just that they got the defense never has a clue who's doing it. Yeah. Do it. No, I don't um, have a clue who's doing no, it. <laughs> he ripped one to you maybe three years ago. Or I don't even know how long. Um, it was the overhead catch dunk. I, yeah. I nearly broke my knuckles banging on the back of the thing. <laughs> the thing. I was that excited about it. But, um, yeah, now I'm stoked to have those, that leadership. And, yeah. To help you out too, I guess. Um, yeah, no, that's super cool. Um, a final question, although I've just added an extra one in before, but I'm going to, I'll say the final question, second last question. <laughs> um, 
what are we got to do in Mildura to achieve better results? And I'm not talking about your senior heat, men or women. I'm talking about basketball as a whole, like 3,000 kids or something like that play basketball. Do you think we're achieving what we need to achieve or can we do things better? I think that you can always do things better. I think you, mm. I think you'd be crazy to think that there's no, oh, not room for improvement. Yeah. Um, probably my thing is, and obviously I played basketball all over. Mm. But mm. My th- only thing is the, the rate of worth ethic. Yeah. I think needs to change mm. just as far as, um, like if you take a under 14s team here, mm. boys team, and mm. you compare it to an under 14 team in states, mm. the amount of work the 14 team does in states is 20 times more than yep. they do here. So I think just in that aspect, mm. and I think that's probably all over Australia, bit mostly, lazy I would bit. say, mm. because here you practice maybe twice a week, once a yeah. week as a team, there you're practicing every day. Yeah. Right. So if you just, in a month basis, like how many more times are you practicing mm. than this other team? I think that's where it would start trying to find ways for teams to practice more together. Yeah. Um, I do understand like here you have local comp and then you have junior heat and, you know, yeah. different uh, kids are doing other things. And yeah, stuff, I understand but- that. But I, I think that's where I think that's an easy, not an easy fix, but that's a way for yeah the skill levels to shoot up and for mm. it to grow a lot more. I wonder how we achieve that. And I don't have the answer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's hard because there's so many different clubs and, yeah. you know, a training here, a training here, mm. but then it's still only two trainings a, a week. Yeah. And then, you know, then there's a game. So, you know, it, it the the system is, is completely different. And even yeah. in Europe, like my year, my few years in Europe, um, mm. like our senior team, we practice twice a day throughout the season. Wow. Even, so the only time you had a regular day was on, yeah. You know, obviously, you had like Sundays off or whatever, but then mm. you have a game. Yeah. So then you look at how much more basketball you're playing as a team and how much more better you're getting. Um, mm. So I think that's probably the easiest fix or the, the one yeah. thing I would change. And the other sports. So probably in when you were playing, if you were 15, 14, 15, playing in high school, you're probably not playing football and other sports, are you? You just doing basketball, or did me, you do? Me, no, but a few kids did. But yeah. it doesn't overlap as much as it does here. It so, destroys us here. Yeah, because footy is pretty much the same time as yeah. like how our senior heat is. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah. American sports are always they don't overlap the whole time. Mm, I wish we could figure that out. Yeah, as a president and as a coach of a couple of teams, like we had some boys. I coached some fellas last week. They were knackered when they turned up for the game because oh, yeah. they'd had footy training. Yeah. I get the desire to become an NFL player. No problem. But as a coach, I'm like, man, yeah. Well, where's our effort? I think. And I feel sorry for them in a yeah. way because they're just kids trying to be kids. Yeah. And not some dickhead coach like me thinking I'm Chuck Daly, but yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. frustrating. I think part of that is kids overseas and kids here different in the way that when they realize what their dreams are going to be yeah. or what they are. Um, yeah. Like I think most American kids like have their sport down and what they yeah. want to do. And that's pretty much all they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think here a lot of kids float back and forth and aren't as serious about, you know, yeah. like I can remember like when I was 15, my whole basketball team, they, everyone knew what they wanted to do. Yeah. Like, and there's just kids 
and even some adults that they just know mm. what exactly what they want to do and they're ch- always chasing that. I think it's it's just a little bit different. Here. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And that just that overlap. I just wish something yeah. could could change the season. Anyway, yeah, it's not going to happen. I was talking to a mate yesterday. And I said, "Man, maybe we just take it too serious." We, meaning me and yeah, him. like yeah, it, as coaches, it, maybe we do. It's it's tough. I think it's tougher here. I think honestly, I think it's tougher here. I think. Mm. Everyone back home takes it more serious. Like people take the YMCA league serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, and there's like 30 year olds that will never make the NBA or yeah. go overseas or anything, but they train every day. Like, like it's like, like they're doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just yeah. think, um, yeah. yeah, it's just a little bit different. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely the 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 way the seasons are set up doesn't benefit anybody. Nah, I don't nah. think it does. I agree. Um, Mate, like myself, I'm pretty sure you're a bit of a sneak ahead. I'm always, every time you go out and coach, I'm going, what's he wearing tonight? <laughs> Tell me about your sneaker collection. Um, How many you got? I have no idea. Probably about 50, 60? Yeah. Yeah, around there. Yeah. Um, but I did throw away a lot of shoes when I moved here. Did you? So, yeah, because I couldn't. You couldn't bring them? I couldn't bring them. Oh. So I did throw away probably um, about 20 pairs. Kobe's or something Convert, like Nah, nah, nah. Nah. Nah, none of those. Just um, <laughs> like Chuck Taylors. I oh, had probably yeah, yeah. 10 or 12 Chuck Taylors. And yeah. I still have some shoes at my mom's house now. Yeah. A few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually my championship shoes from high school I have there. Yeah, cool. Um, actually, I have these pair of Adidas back home that you would actually like. There's yes. Kevin Garnett when he signed with the Celtics. Oh, His yeah. first Adidas shoe. Wow. But they're patent leather and have his face on it, actually. Oh. And the Celtics logo. I'll, I'll, well. I'll find them. They're actually they're just sitting in the box back home. Man, that <laughs> it just made me be... think of it because I saw that Larry Bird thing. I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> what's your favorite pair other than that pair? What like that you're wearing that you're rolling with now? What, what You seem to wear a lot of threes and fours. Jordan threes and fours a bit or yeah. threes? Or? Oh, that's only just I got a few. Uh, okay. Um. Probably my all-time, or my favorite shoe that I own is my Concord Jordan 11s, just yeah. because I saved those shoes for five years. Yeah. And the first time I wore them was when my daughter was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. That's beautiful. That's <laughs> sentimental. That's, yeah. So. That's what sneaker collecting is yeah, about, so isn't I, it? I saved them. I was like, I'm never going to, I'm not going to wear these till a special occasion. And yeah. Uh, got lucky because my wife ne- had to be induced, so we knew the day oh, and everything. So you could get them on. So it. then I wore them. That was the first <laughs> day I wore them in, nice. in the room and everything. And I actually have a low-top pair of Jordan 11s, gold ones, yeah. that I have not worn. I've had them probably about seven years, so Whoa. I'm saving those for a special occasion. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But probably my all-time favorite shoe is actually the shoes I wore my first year here, the uh, Jordan 12s. Yeah. The red okay. ones. Yeah, yeah, ones, yeah. Which I think they're in the office. Yeah. I think they're in the Mulder office. I signed them, and they were supposed to give them away to somebody. They never did. I, I, I think it's just, just might call down the office tomorrow. <laughs> they can go with your singlet up yeah. there. I've got the, the the junior one, the senior one. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember those. Yeah. So that's what that's his. Uh, that was my connection to you and LeBron and Mulder. So obviously sat courtside with my son, wore yeah. the jersey, the heat jersey you signed. <laughs> LeBron was like from here to the wall, real yeah. close, close as I'll ever get. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, from the distance, this guy's yelling out, Neljura! And the dude from Merbeen. Oh, yeah. Saw me walk by with the Heat jersey. Yeah. And I now have sort of bumped into that guy, but anyway, funny. <laughs> um, mate, to finish up, final question. I do this with everyone um, as of this year. 
I kind of reckon I know the answer to this, but I'm not going to preempt it. What is the one thing you are grateful for? Um, ooh, a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. You can tell me five things. So 20, oh, it doesn't matter. Five things. Obviously, <laughs> my daughter. Yeah. Um, my wife. Uh-huh. Um, definitely my mother because she's the strongest person in the world, I believe. Awesome. Um, She's dealt with my dad's death, my stepfather's yep. death. Um, and, you yep. know, I've probably only seen her cry once. Wow. You know, tough, she's a very, lady. very strong woman. And I think yep. I get my, that kind of stuff from her. Yeah. No Inner doubt. Strength. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm very grateful for my stepkids. Yeah. Uh, they are wonderful. Yeah. And I don't think um, me and my wife's marriage would be as good as it is without them. Um, Paige, Harmon, Ethan, they are yeah. outstanding kids. Um, awesome. And they, um, my Maya is very, my daughter is very uh, blessed to have them as well. As to having yeah. older kid, people yeah. to mentor and yeah. yeah, that's cool. And then obviously I'm grateful for my um, my coach and I'll sneak another one in there, my best friend, Anthony. Yeah. Um, he survived cancer and a heart oh. transplant and, you know, um, what he went through kept my motivation going in basketball when I was in college. Yeah, because he was supposed to be right there alongside me and wasn't able to do it. So mm, wow. I was able to um, use that as motivation to keep going and keep yeah. playing. And, you know, um, thank God he survived and he's got a new heart now and everything. Wow. So he's um, going good. Yeah, yeah, he's going really yeah, well. Awesome. Um, awesome. But yeah, just I was very, I'm very grateful to have yeah. a very good support system. All those people I named, mm. um, you know, that keep me level headed and and allow me to do what I do. Yeah, beautiful, mate, beautiful. Um, we will finish up. There's one final thing. I just was looking on the, the, the March Madness on here, and I thought, oh, Josh Giddy. Oh, wait on. He's played in the <laughs> NBA. Just give me a 30-second on Giddy. What, what's your thoughts on Josh? Uh, Is he going to make it superstardom? Uh, yes, but he'll be on another team first. You reckon he'll yeah. go? Next, I, I yes. see him being a kind of Steve Nash player. Yeah. I think he'll get on a team that they'll build around him. Yeah. Um, and he'll be able to, you know, average 13, 14 assists a night. And he's so good at that. Yeah. And I think that's what he's waiting for. I think right now he's got Shea Gildas Alexander on his team. Yeah. And he takes up most of the ball handling and, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff, which is granted. He's, I think he's leading the league in scoring, but I think yeah. once he gets on a team where, um, he could just be that, uh, Handle the ball eighty percent of the time. Yeah, he's you're going to see his game grow because he's going to just be finding people left and right. Yeah, you know, and that's when his game will explode. I think he's um he's having a great career so far. He's, he's short career, second year, but um yeah he uh, he's just doing really cool things. And what I love, it's not all about scoring thirty. Yeah, exactly. He he's all around he scores player. Four. Yeah. Or two or whatever, but if he has fourteen assists, yeah, and his passing is off the charts. Yeah, that's why I think Steve Nash type of career, like passing wise, I think. Yeah, but he'll have to be on the right team, I think, for to to show. Yeah, cool. I I just don't think with all the weapons they have on OKC now, all the ball handlers, I don't. I just don't think his personal game will grow. Yeah, yet. We'll have to catch up again and talk NBA because we haven't even gone there except for that little bit. Um, <laughs> Kel, mate, thanks so much for coming in. No, uh, I appreciate you, it. It's good. I put this original list of eight together and you were on it and I'm stoked that we got you here. Um, we will catch up and talk NBA again. And, mate, good luck for the season for you and the boys. I am 
So looking forward to it. I appreciate um, it. Thank you. And look, this will be on the airwaves before Saturday night. So, uh, yeah, um, we'll preempt by saying have a great night. Enjoy that. Get the W. Um, I'll probably have a couple of beers maybe, a yeah. fair chance, <laughs> and enjoy it. But, mate, thanks so much for coming in and chatting on Roundabout. Um, it's been great. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. See you, mate. Cheers.